welcome to series two of my podcast, Innovation, where we get to hear stories and experiences of incredible women in science and technology. Not only will you get insights into some fascinating innovations, but you may also even relate to their stories, especially if you're a little unconventional or non-conforming. As with all science and technology, what these women do for a living has a real impact on all of our lives, and we often don't realise it. But here on Innovation, I'm also giving women a platform for them to be heard and for us to be inspired and uplifted by what they've learned along their life's journeys, both personally and professionally. This week, I talked to Pavlina Akritas, who is an electrical engineer specialising in lighting design. My name is Pavlina Akritas. I'm an electrical engineer specialising in lighting design. So wonderful to meet you. I know that your time must be so limited right now because you've just had a baby. Congratulations. Thank you. So how are you doing? Um, I'm doing pretty well. It's quite, it has its moments, but it's obviously a wonderful experience. Uh, I need to juggle quite a few things. Um, I do like to exercise quite a lot. So, you know, I need to sort of uh, manage uh, sleeping at a certain time in order to be able to wake up before the baby wakes up so I can fit in my exercise um, then I you know during his first nap I do my yoga so it's quite and then of course you need to change them bath them play with them cook for them he's on solids now so it quite it takes quite a bit of time it's very different to my everyday work that I used to do nine months ago so what is your everyday work so um, I'm uh, an electrical engineer, as I said, specializing in lighting design. Uh, my speciality is actually uh, uh, museums, arts and culture buildings. Uh, but I ended up uh, doing a few fashion shows as well through that, uh, a bit of retail as well. So it's that sort of uh, uh, more art on the artistic side, if I may say. So how did you get into doing what you're doing? Um, and why was engineering necessary for that? So, um, I mean, my, how I became an engineer, so how did I actually become an engineer? Uh, my, uh, it might be a little bit of a boring story because I actually come uh, from Cyprus, that's where I'm from. And my family is actually, uh, my dad owns his own company, he's an engineer. So I sort of had this motivation uh, to become an electrical engineer myself. Um, uh, we're not as lucky in Cyprus as in the UK where there are all these STEM programs uh, show, showing people and exposing young people what engineering is all about. So sometimes you need that little push uh, to choose that career path. And it's been really wonderful because uh, uh, I never expected it to be this. You know, I sort of uh, went into it with uh, uh, without really expecting anything. I was actually, I used to play tennis when I was little. So I was only interested in playing tennis for my university. What I studied was really, you know, irrelevant, but I really fell in love with it. So it was quite an unexpected surprise uh, for me to become, to come to where I am now. So what specifically about engineering did you fall in love with? Um, so I, I love that you can actually see what you create. Um, you know, you, you work on some things for so long, for so hard, and all of a sudden you're standing within the space, uh, the way you experience lighting, uh, the way it influences uh, people uh, as well, their well-being, uh, 
you know, it's, it's really uh, an amazing experience. I also love seeing the client and them being really happy because they really invest uh, their money on this project, right? So it's really wonderful to see how happy they are as well with the end result. Uh, this is what I personally love about being an engineer is being able to be within the spaces and experience uh, the space itself and how it affects uh, people and their mood as well. I must say, I've never really connected engineering with lighting mm -hmm. um, because engineering uh, is generally assumed to be sort of big machines, nuts and bolts, like systems um, and engine and lighting seems more kind of the interior design of things rather than the operating system. Um, I mean, it's a combination of science and art, really. So you really need to understand uh, how the space is being used, how the lighting affects uh, the way you visualize a space, so how light reflects within a space, uh, how it bounces off different surfaces, uh, you know, how it falls with uh, on your face, for example, you know, you, so it's, uh, it's really understanding how the eye uh, absorbs light, how it affects uh, our mood, you know, daylighting, for example, is well known that it improves health and well-being. So it's it's uh, it's a combination of both science and art, and it's I think that's what's so beautiful about it. It's not just something very artistic. So you need both uh, those skills. So back in Cyprus, is that where you grew up? Yes. So how like what did you have to do in order to get onto an engineering program? So I, I did go to a, an English school. Uh, so that's what, where my high school, uh, uh, where I did my high school in an English speaking school. So I, I, we, we followed uh, the English curriculum. So I had to do GCSEs uh, and A-levels. And then of, uh, because I did study in the US, so that's where my first degree is for. I of course had to do all the necessary examinations in order to be accepted uh, at the University of Illinois where I did uh, my engineering degree. Uh, I then did a master's in lighting, so specializing more in lighting in London at UCL. And that's how I ended up uh, at Arab doing lighting design. Wow. And what was it about your engineering degree that helps you today to do something that's so artistic? I mean, engineering gives you a lot of skills. It uh, helps you think outside the box. Uh, not be afraid of complexity. So, you know, uh, if something new comes, you just want to tackle it and find out uh, how to make it, how to make it real. Um, and it's also, it, it, uh, in studying engineering gives you this love and passion to think about progress and technology and science. So you're always curious, uh, looking how you can push the edge. Um, so, so this is what engineering basically helped me in my everyday life is not really, um, can I do it? Is how can I do it? That's more the question uh, that I always ask myself. And how do you do it? Like, are you using CAD? Like what actual engineering tools do you use? Yes, so we do have a lot of modeling software that are specializing in lighting. So it's ray tracing softwares. Uh, so that's more the, you know, the more the technical aspect, but, uh, the beautiful thing about lighting is also about playing with actual lights because it's one thing 
modeling it. There's only so far you can go. And it's a lot, it's very different actually experiencing the light. So a lot of our work, yes, is, is calculations, but a lot of it is also playing with lights, seeing how uh, they actually, so mock-ups, doing a lot of mock-ups with light, building scale models, uh, or going into the actual building, you know, and installing a little corner for a mock-up. Uh, and it's really nice because it makes you also be very collaborative with the client as well. So you bring the client there, you show them uh, an example of uh, what the space will feel uh, like. So it's, uh, you really are very hands-on uh, with the client as well, with, the, with other engineers, other collaborators, the design team. Uh, so it's not just sitting on a chair, basically, just, you know, <laughs> Uh, doing calculations and I don't know modeling drawings etc. A lot of it is really playing, getting samples, getting in a space, building little scale models, uh, and I think that's the the beauty of it as well because you really see it and you really get into the moment, uh, not just yourself but the rest of the design team as well. So, what's been your favorite project? Huh, my favorite project. So it's quite interesting because uh, many people expect uh, one particular project to be my favorite one because it won a few awards, which is that's the Broad uh, Museum in Los Angeles. But my favorite project is actually the Gagosian uh, Art Gallery here in London in, uh, at Grosvenor Hill. And the reason for that is where the engineering uh, aspect, you know, the thinking outside the box came about is because uh, we were asked to create um, uh, the daylight experience in a space that didn't really have a daylight or skylights. Um, when we found out it wasn't possible to create skylights, the client came to us and asked us, well, can you do it with artificial light in real time? So, you know, basically replicating in real time what's happening outside uh, to what is happening inside. And this this is something that hasn't happened before at that point in time. Um, and, you know, this is where you're like, well, how can I do it? You know, you know, it was sort of, um, it hasn't happened. You know, you're thinking, can I really do it? How can I do it? Um, and I remember me playing with code and I haven't really written code for a very long time at that point in time. And me, me going, I was actually in Cyprus at that point, it was the Easter holiday taking hourly measurements of the outside weather conditions, trying to understand how they work, developing this code, you know, spending, and you know, when you really get in that mood, you really want to create something, you really get lost, right? Those are the hours pass and you're like, no, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And um, so, so I've created this thing and I wasn't really sure if it was going to work because it was me on the computer, you know, like, <laughs> uh, but I remember when we went to commission it, um, I remember there being journalists in the space because they invited them to see the space. Um, and the, the, per, the person who was uh, doing the, the, the actual controls for the building, flipping on the switch, and it was a partly cloudy day. So you could see through the windows how the outside was. So, you know, when there was a cloud passing, everything would become very dark, very blue. And when in the, town, the cloud passed, it became very bright, uh, very warm, you, uh, you know, so uh, that's how you experience daylight. And I remember him flipping the switch and you could really feel that experience within the space. And I was really shocked because I didn't really expect, you know, you create this thing and you're like, is it going to work? Is it not really? And then I was so shocked about it working. <laughs> And the journalists were like, wow, you know, and I was so, you know, that moment feeling so proud of yourself that you've created something 
that you know you were questioning if you were able to create. So, so that was my favorite project because it was this sort of thinking outside the box, uh, taking you by surprise sometimes. You know, look what I've created. Um, and that project is very dear to my heart because it ended up uh, uh, bringing other projects um, that I never expected to work on, like for example, the fashion show. So that those came through that project, they, the architect came and saw uh, the end result and he was so happy that they contacted me. You know, I never expected to do fashion shows, you know, <laughs> it's like, it's not the sort of thing you think as an engineer, I'm going to be doing fashion shows. Um, and then, you know, a bit of retail as well, um, you know, so, so that, that experience opened other doors uh, that I, you know, you don't expect to, to do. Um, and uh, that, that's why that project is very dear to my heart. Gosh, so the idea of coding, um, I mean, are you coding light bulbs? You know, it just sounds incredibly complex. Can you simplify um, what you do as an engineer. So in in that particular project was uh, uh, was uh, so creating a relationship with the exterior and the interior because that's what that particular project required. So, you know, if this is happening outside, creating the code to to replicate it inside. then uh, there is the so that was that particular project then there is uh, the sort of code you write uh, for uh, daylighting so you know you basically create a, uh, a code per se of the outside uh, of the exterior you know so the a particular day in the year and then uh, and uh, and then um, uh, and then how does that reflect in the interior space so, for example, that's what happens in a museum environment. So, you know, you start uh, uh, modeling uh, with code the exterior uh, sky conditions. And then how do those reflect within the inside environment? Because the museum is a very specific uh, uh, space. It, you cannot have too much light for conservation reasons. So, you know, that they can destroy artifacts if you have too much light or sun. Uh, so basically modeling the exterior daylight conditions and how do those reflect inside through the skylights, for example, uh, etc. And then there is also modeling the electric lighting. So modeling the photometry of a particular light source uh, and how, you know, like, I don't know, like a light within your space and how does it fall around? So how does the light hit the different walls? So there's different types of modeling and coding that follows that in order to create uh, the simulations, uh, but as I mentioned before, uh, a big part of that is also the mock-ups and playing with actual light as well. Gosh, I mean, as a little girl, did you ever think that this is what you would end up doing? Not really. I, as I told you, I, I used to be an athlete, so the only thing that I, I was really interested when I was really young was, you know, how can I get better at playing tennis? Let me just spend... I mean, I, I was always... Uh, uh, I always like to do really well. So I was very good in school. Uh, uh, I really like love maths. Uh, you know, I remember waking up before school and doing math just for fun because I really enjoyed doing that. Uh, but, uh, you know, for me, I was very happy if, if, it, if my studies involved any sort of mathematics was the sort of um, experience that I had. And uh, it's actually quite hard when you're really young to know what you 
for the rest of, of your life. Uh, you know, I mean, you're choosing your uh, courses when you're 15, 16, you know, um, so it's really hard to know uh, what you actually will be happy from age 22 to, I don't know, 65. Uh, so I was quite lucky, uh, personally, uh, to find something that I really enjoy. Um, uh, and I hope many people watching this video as well can uh, understand uh, the advantages of being an engineer and how uh, diverse it really is. So did your career turn out like this because you were always following what you love? Yes, I think being passionate about what you do really helps uh, because it helps you connect with other people. Uh, it uh, helps you uh, create the best uh, that you possibly can. So I think passion is something uh, that is very, very important in every, in every job because uh, passion really makes you uh, want to do the best uh, possible. So what are the challenges that you face doing the job that you do? So I think one of the main challenges is sometimes being brought too late in a project. So uh, while you can do your best, the result is really great, but it's a bit disappointing sometimes if you knew it could be amazing. Uh, so I think that's one of the challenges that sometimes we face. Uh, uh, sometimes in lighting, they might think it's secondary, for example, uh, but it's, it's not really. I think all disciplines should be brought in as soon as possible so we can actually collaborate and uh, make uh, the best possible, have the best possible outcome. Mm. Gosh, uh, that's really making me think of a project where I was brought in later into the mix. There was lots of people involved and I was brought in quite late and I totally understand what you're saying where the earlier you're brought in, the more you can be like, collaborating um, to improve the overall sort of standard of the project. Um, I'm still trying to wrap my head around the fact that you call yourself an engineer because um, it just seems so highly mathematical and codified. And um, I guess I must have like a prejudice that engineering is kind of like tools and kind of nuts and bolts and I mean I know that that's not the case but it's amazing to think that engineering can be considered um, as being involved in something like lighting I think maybe maybe the issue here is that I've never actually thought about what goes into lighting a space mm -hmm. so can you sort of like switch the light on, shed some light on um, this whole sector. So, so I, th I think one of the main issues sometimes is that uh, you have this misconception of what engineering is uh, based on uh, uh, what you see on the internet when you Google the word engineer. Uh, I mean, a lot of work has been put through to change this idea of what engineer really looks like. Um, and it's difficult sometimes to change it, especially if there is so much of, you know, the, the white male with the hard hat, you know. Um, and uh, the really cool thing about engineering, I think, is that uh, uh, it's very diverse, as I mentioned before. Uh, it's probably the most diverse 
uh, discipline that there is because, uh, you know, you're interested in life like me, you can become an engineer. You're interested in uh, Formula One, well, somebody needs to build that car, right? And who does that? An engineer. Uh, you're interested in water. You know, there is, you know, winter, uh, sorry, water turbines, you know, that, you know, hydraulics engineering, you know, you're interested in uh, uh, beauty. There is somebody looking at materials that are, you know, as, uh, as uh, pure as possible. There is somebody there, an engineer looking into these details. And uh, not everybody wears a hat, uh, you know, a hard hat. Um, you know, I personally wear it when I need to go on site. And that happens when the project, at the very late part of the project, most of the time, I don't wear the hard hat. <laughs> you know, it's only when I need to be on site uh, doing something very specific. Uh, other than that, I'm just like every other person going uh, to the office, uh, you know, wearing my dresses, you know, my high heels or, you know, jeans. Uh, it's, uh, uh, I think that's uh, it's breaking the bias, you know, of what engineering really is and understanding that everything around us probably has an engineer behind it. Um, yeah, so I, I think it's, uh, it's the same with lighting, you know, it's uh, finding something that and how can you bring, where is engineering involved in that specific type and how can you use your engineering skills, you know, thinking outside the box, uh, you know, being curious, uh, thinking about science and technology and making it better. I think there's also another myth that to go into engineering, you've got to be really good at maths. And mm -hmm. it does sound like you are. But is it a myth or is that true? Well, actually, I was very poor in physics, you know, which is another thing you need in, uh, uh, in engineering. Uh, to tell you the truth, uh, well, so when I was lit, uh, when I was young in school, I, I, as I said, I followed the British system, and my I did single science, which was very little, you know, physics, chemistry, biology was very, and then I decided to do A level physics, you know, which is quite unusual going from you know, you know, single science to physics. Um, and, and it's not something that I was very strong at. So, you know, I was good in maths, but maths doesn't make you necessarily a very well qualified engineer either. Uh, so, so I don't think you need to be great at, uh, at every subject. Um, it, it, a lot of it is learning on the job, you know, and, and there's lots of apprentices there as well. So there is uh, lots of, uh, you know, uh, there is options of how to get into engineering that don't necessarily require somebody to be heavily uh, engineered, you know, science, physics, uh, etc. I guess it's really just about having that genuine curiosity and interest in something. Yes, and, and qualification you need. Mm -hmm. And a lot, of, a lot of it is learning on the job as well, uh, you know. And uh, and as I said, passion helps a lot. Uh, in every, in every job, I think, not just uh, engineering. So last couple of questions. Um, you recently, as, as we introduced in the beginning, um, had a baby. Um, how has it been doing what you do and combining that with motherhood? Well, I'm still on maternity leave, actually. So it's, uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, uh, it's been wonderful. It's been uh, different. Uh, 
uh, I need to be very uh, organized with my time, uh, you know, making his food, fitting in my exercise. You know, I am sort of still addicted to exercising quite a lot. It, uh, it, uh, it's my, my time and, uh, and that requires some sacrifices usually, but, uh, uh, but it's never a sacrifice for the little baby. It's probably just sacrifice of me having a little break. Uh, um, but it's, it's been wonderful. I, I quite like creating things for him as well. So when he was younger, I used to create a lot of his toys. Um, so just playing with him, being able to play. So I'm not playing with lights at the moment. I'm playing more with other things. But it's, uh, it's uh, interesting to see how a little baby experienced things for the first time. And it's just a reminder of uh, how uh, sometimes engineers experience new things. Um, what you know? built? Oh, just some toys, you know, so, you know, you don't really need to spend a lot sometimes. You just uh, need to create, the, uh, you know, for example, a rope with balloons and then you put water in them, you know, or with bells, you know, it's, that, it's little toys that uh, keep him preoccupied uh, for not a very long time, unfortunately, but, you know, that's babies. They're, they're sp <laughs> their attention spam is probably worse uh, than every adult out there looking at social media now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, actually, it's amazing to have an engineering mum because the toys must be so fun. Like, you know, a lot of creativity and kind of, um, I don't know, prototype kind of vibe to the toys, which uh, is really awesome. I mean, he's, a he's still very, very little, but I'm looking forward to him being a bit older so we can actually build actual things together. <laughs> Uh, Would you say that you are someone that is very much sort of using their hands, like hands-on building, designing type of person? Oh, yes, yes, uh, yes. This is what I was saying, that a lot of it is doing mock-ups because it's really, it's really fun building things. I don't know, it's, the, it's this little kit inside of you that some people lose, but uh, in our case, uh, it's just extending that, extending that. What else can I build? Uh, and it's really cool because you build it and then you show other people and you're all together playing <laughs> together uh, with these little mock-ups that you create. Have you always been like that? Uh, yes, I think so. Uh, maybe when I was an athlete, I didn't have as, I mean, I was playing, I was playing differently then. Uh, yes, but I think I was always uh, more hands-on rather than, uh, uh, yeah, I think I was more hands-on. I just love love looking at things. It helps me understand principles a lot better. Um, yeah, so I think I'm I'm more visual, which is probably why I'm a lighting designer as well. Yeah. So for young girls who are thinking, or not just young girls, but for any kids who are sort of like figuring out what they're going to do with their careers and the subjects they're going to pick and the directions they're going to go in, what would you recommend like do you have any top tips um for pursuing a career in engineering i think uh, find out what they're passionate about as i said um and then there's definitely a career in engineer they can follow uh to meet that passion whether it's fashion as i said beauty uh you know space uh airplanes, you know, whatever they're passionate about, uh, there is a current engineering they can follow. And it, and it gives you a lot of opportunities. I mean, another uh, thing that I love is that you, you can go to different countries, for example, if you're, you know, uh, that's what engineering really brings because a project that is not necessarily a computer-based project is, is, is the real thing. And it gives you a chance to 
um, move uh, around the world, meet different cultures, different people. Uh, so my recommendation is find out what you're passionate about. Uh, there is definitely an engineering career behind that and go for it because it's really wonderful and it's uh, the, the sky's the limit really. It's, there is nothing to stop them from doing that. Um, and they don't need to be great in science, as I mentioned. Uh, but, you know, just uh, just be passionate. And I think that's all you need to become a great engineer. Now you're you're working for Arabs now, right? Yes, yeah. correct. Um, so to get to sort of where you are today, what would be the first step? Well, I think it's, it's, a, it's a typical to every every uh, um, every career, I think, is, you know, uh, have a background uh, that correlates to the to what you want to do, um, and then start exploring uh, what is out there, uh, what really interests you, uh, and and go for it. Apply, uh, you know. And uh, once you find something that you really like, just keep stepping. You know, uh, be really interested in it. Uh, give it your all uh, as much as you can, and that will take you to. A higher and higher step because it really it's really visible if somebody likes what they do uh, and I think that's very important to be able to uh, progress in any career really mm. and then final question like I don't know anything about the sort of um, gender ratios or uh, you know representation in lighting engineering um, what how like are you in a minority uh, in your field so in lighting is around 50 50 i will say so it's quite uh, a uh, it's quite uh, uh, diverse and uh, it's not just uh, males females it's also different uh, 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 cultures you know so different uh, uh, races so it's uh, it's quite uh, open which is quite nice as well because we we all are treated equally and you don't feel like there is, you know, uh, some gender bias or anything like that. Well, I must say it's really um, kind of inspiring to see someone that has explored a very sort of um, less known industry. Uh, and, you know, it's it's sounds cheesy, but honestly, you've really shed a light on something that is um that we're all in the dark about <laughs> get these jokes all the time um but yeah no I really it's it's so inspiring to um meet someone that has followed her passion and her interest and her skills and her talents and um you seem like someone very dedicated to whatever it is you do um and I don't know I I can imagine that you're not someone that walks into a room and doesn't notice the lighting. It must be with you 24 hours a day. Not just the lighting, everything, right? I think once you start noticing things, you just look at everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I really felt that when I was especially doing my doctorate in um, looking at how air flows in spaces, like I, I literally couldn't enter a room without sort of like visualizing it and picturing it. You must be the same with lighting. It must... Uh, you know if you, that you're an engineer, you enter a space and just go like this. <laughs> yeah. Well, 
Thank you so much for spending the time with me today to, to give us an insight into what you do. It sounds absolutely fascinating and all the best with bringing up your little one and combining that with what appears to be an incredibly interesting career. Well, thank you for having me. Um, I hope it helped uh, inspire uh, other people, other generations or younger generations or any other person uh, to pursue academy engineering because it's really uh, amazing uh, what you can do. Perfect. Wonderful. And that's it. Oh, thank you. Uh, let me know if you need anything else. Uh, I think I would actually like to include you in um, Engineering and Technology magazine, which is a magazine published by the Institute of Engineering and Technology. Um, because it was just such an unusual career you have. And mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, that's a monthly article that I write. Um, so I'd love to include you in that. And they need a high resolution headshot. But once I um, figure out when in the schedule uh, I can write your article, mm -hmm. touch about a high res mm -hmm. photo. I hope, uh, I, hope, I hope it was useful, the conversation. I, st really? I, st I stumbled a little bit in one of the questions and I wasn't sure if I answered it very well. Uh, oh, I found it really natural, really yeah. um, a joy to listen to. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, just really, it felt very authentic. And mm -hmm. I think that's the most important thing for the podcast and the YouTube video. The book, I'm going to translate everything that you've said into text and then it will be yeah. like a thousand word profile so mm. but yeah no you came across really well when is the book coming out march 2023 that's that's the plan um oh, i think you i think you said that in the email as well yeah 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 i hope we stick to it because you know with everything that's going on in the world you know you just mm. never know and the, and the post and the podcast and the youtube um I need to, I think it will probably be like maybe three weeks to a month. I've got a few people in the pipeline. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't know the exact date. Mm -hmm. just, just let me know. It would be nice to share it as well. Yeah. Where would you prefer to share it? Like are you an Instagram person, LinkedIn? Everything. I don't mind. <laughs> Whatever you prefer. I think you connected it with LinkedIn, right? Yes, yes. So I usually post it on LinkedIn anyway. So you'll mm -hmm. be able to repost. Mm -hmm, great okay yeah well thank so, yeah, you I, won't, I probably won't be um getting in touch i'll probably just post it so mm -hmm. definitely keep an eye out okay yeah okay. uh if, if you you will tag me though i assume on that on the Absolutely. podcast so it will appear yeah yeah are you on instagram yes as well yeah okay what's your instagram handle uh it's p like my first initial and then akritas like my full last name Mind you, I don't, I don't post a lot of engineering things there. <laughs> How do you spell so tax? So, P. Yep. A K. R I. Yeah. T A S. Ah, yes. Ah, yes. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. I'll include that as well okay great okay thank you very much well thank you have a good, good day end.
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bye. I'll enjoy France. I'm lucky you. I'm so jealous. I wish I was there again. <laughs> um, right now, I'm just like, I just want everyone to be safe. Mm, oh, yeah. Well, in, in Paris, at least it's okay. It's, uh, you're not that close, thankfully. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're just leading the EU right now for six months. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Cool. Have helpful. a good day. Yeah, thank you very much. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening and please do subscribe to this podcast and maybe even rate and review it if you can. The more ratings and reviews, then the more interest from those trusty algorithms, which could help to increase the reach of this show. And you can watch the video recording of this conversation on YouTube on my new series called Esteemed. It's all about self-discovery, self-evolution and inclusivity on innovation. Let's all strive to be in the best versions of ourselves and celebrate others being themselves too. As always, be kind and loving, and I wish you all a great week.